Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the ICFM Leadership Podcast. My name is Kempi Womble. I am the Southeast Area Director, and I co-pastor with my wife, Lisa, at the Sea Church in Savannah, Georgia. I want to share with you just a few points that may help you when it comes to selecting leaders and volunteers for your ministry. There's no question we all want a healthy ministry. You know, but to have a healthy ministry, we need volunteers. And as a leader, one of the toughest areas is creating a culture where volunteers take ownership of the vision of the ministry. Now, I don't I don't know of a ministry that can function without volunteers. So we need to use wisdom when selecting people to fill a position. You know, part of that uh, wisdom is knowing who can fill what position. You know, as we all know, there are volunteer positions in the ministry that have less responsibility and, you know, doesn't require a higher spiritual walk, you know, like a greeter, uh, maybe maintenance, some ushering positions, and some behind the scene positions. And then there are positions like the prayer team, group leaders, department heads, teachers, uh, even ushering that do require a higher spiritual maturity. You know, for example, not every usher can handle money or be involved in ministry at the altar. And it's only those that have proven to be trustworthy, loyal, and spiritually fit. Now, we all, you know, have made mistakes when it comes to filling positions. A matter of fact, there's been times when we had put people in a position in our ministry without checking them out. In other words, without qualifying them. You know, in moving too quickly, you know, when placing a volunteer, it can prove to be dangerous. You know, when we move too quickly, we we tend to skip steps just to fill the position. And then that volunteer, you know, it's not vetted properly. So without testing them, it puts... It puts us in a dangerous position. And then the danger, you know, it can stunt the the growth of your ministry, you know, through division, offense, pride, or, you know, or personality conflicts. You know, there's no question that every member should have the opportunity to serve in the ministry. So we must know, you know, what to look for, you know, when we're selecting leaders and volunteers. Having them in the right position will give them the opportunity to grow spiritually. You know, there was a survey of Rhema pastors in the U.S., and it asked them, what would be the one thing that you would do over if you had a chance, and what would you do different? One of the main responses was they would not promote people or put people in positions too quickly. They would test them before positioning them. Let me repeat what they said they would do different. They said they would test them before positioning them. You may ask, you know, what needs to be tested? Well, their character, their competence needs to be revealed, their teachability. Where's their heart? Do they submit to authority? You know, all this can be revealed through testing. Over our 42 years in the ministry, there has been times, you know, we had we had problems when we put people in positions way too soon. A matter of fact, I can think back, there were certain people that, we should have never even put in a position. We flat out made decisions too quickly. You know, there's a, a joke in ministry. 
What does it take to serve in a position at your church? Breathing. Sounds silly, but you know, early on in the ministry, we did just that. We filled open positions with anyone who had a pulse. If you had a heartbeat, you qualified. You know, but thank God, you know, we're a lot wiser today than we were back then. As leaders, we have to ask the question, is this person ready? Now, they may feel that they are ready, but does God think they are ready? You know, they they may want to serve and they may think that they're ready to serve. But again, the real question is, does God think they are ready? You know, several years back, we had a a children's church leader move away and it left a, a big gap in our children's ministry. So we started running around, you know, trying to hurry to find someone and get it filled. You know, we had a fairly new member of the church, you know, that wanted to work with children. You know, she told us that she served in children's ministry at her last church. Now, our first thought was, okay, she's worked with children before, and that's good, and she's available. So what did we do? We hurried and filled it. So, you know, we gave it to her based on what, you know, she said her experience was and that we needed that position filled. Well, it was revealed later, you know, that she had some spiritual issues. She had talent, but outside of the church, her lifestyle was not very Christ-like. See, and there's no doubt that she, you know, she had talent, but placing her in a position, you know, based on her talent and experience only, you know, it backfired on us. And, you know, it didn't mean she could never work with children. You know, it, it just meant that she wasn't ready at that particular time. You know, it's all about timing. You know, sometimes people feel that experience qualifies them, but this is not always true. You know, there's no question experience can be beneficial, but not if you have not maintained your spiritual life. Not if you can't submit to authority. Not if you're easily offended. You know, not if you're full of pride. You know, another example of this is we had a very talented person who had joined our praise team. Uh, you know, this person uh, uh, was well-known in the singing industry, had an awesome voice, you know, and everything was going smooth from the beginning until they saw that they weren't in the limelight, you know, that their talent, you know, wasn't the showcase. So what they do? They started complaining to other team members about leadership, you know, and after several attempts to correct her, she just refused to submit to authority. And, you know, to protect the unity of the team, she had to be removed. And as a result, she left the church offended. Listen, promoting on talent only can prove to be painful. So it's important to make sure they are ready and that they pass the test. Testing is a biblical concept. Some people, you know, may have a problem with the notion of testing a, a person before filling a position. However, we don't have a problem with testing to obtain a driver's license or to get a job. Wouldn't you want your airline pilot tested? You know, especially before taking off with you and your family. You know, pilots are tested in a flight simulator. They go through, you know, different situations at different levels of difficulty. You know, they face some easy routine things. And then they are put in more difficult situations. But every test is, desi- is designed to, to see how they would respond in a real emergency. And all these tests are just to qualify that pilot for the job. After all, they're dealing with the lives of hundreds of people each time they take off and each time they land. I know this. Every time I get on a plane, I want a pilot who was at the top of his class. So I'm very thankful that pilots are tested and well-trained.
you know, our volunteers are dealing with the spiritual life of people. So here are some uh, scriptures on testing. Deuteronomy 13.3. Do not listen to them. The Lord your God is testing you to see if you truly love him with all your heart and your soul. And then Psalm 7.9. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. Psalms 11.5. The Lord tests the righteous. In, in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead. Even, the, even though the going is rough for a while down here, these trials are only to test your faith, to see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day of his return. Here it is. God tests our love for him. He tests our hearts and minds, and he tests our faith. So if God believes in testing, it would be unwise for us you know, to put a person in a position especially a position with large responsibilities without first testing that person. Look at the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. The first servant gets five talents from his master. He takes those five talents, he turns them into 10 talents. His master returns, he's a happy master. The second servant gets two talents from his master. He takes the two talents and he turns it into four talents. Master comes back, he's a happy master. The third servant is given one talent. He does nothing with it. He gets in fear. He goes and buries it. Master comes back, sees that he's done nothing with that one talent. Master's not happy. His master calls him wicked and lazy. Tells him to get you know, his one talent to, to the one with 10. See, here is an example of the master testing his servants. You know, the master, you know, he could have given equal amounts to each servant, but he didn't. Why? Because he evaluated each of them according to their ability. See, the master was familiar with them and he was uh, testing their faithfulness. So that's why he divided the money the way he did. You know, there, there are some positions that we put people in that are based on their spiritual level. The higher the spiritual level, the more responsibility. You know, we, we encourage our men to be on, you know, our usher team, but not every man is going to be at the same level of responsibility. You know, some ushers are not allowed to work at the altar or handle money, you know, but as they grow spiritually, so do their responsibilities. You know, just like the parable, more responsibility was given to the faithful servant. Look in 1 Peter 3.10. It says, but let these also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons and be found blameless. You know, in in another translation, uh, it says, Before they are asked to be deacons, they should be given other jobs in the church as a test of their character and ability. And if they do well, then they may be chosen as deacons. Notice what it said. They were tested on their character and ability. See, testing helps with positioning people. See, testing a person, you know, can help you position a person not only on their talent and their experience, but on their spiritual level. Remember, 
positioning a person based on talent and experience only, it can be, you know, it can prove to be dangerous without first, you know, evaluating their spiritual walk. Listen, test our part of life. Our values will be tested. Our commitments will be tested. Your marriage will be tested. Every relationship will be tested at some point. You know, relationships are a precious gift from God, but they require work. Sometimes people, though, they rub shoulders together and and sparks can fly. And how people handle these sparks often reveals how well, you know, they're going to be able to work together as a team. But the testing process also reveals another important aspect of leadership, and that's commitment. It's important for a leader to know that God has placed a person on their team, and it's also important for the volunteer to know that God has placed them on the leader's team. You know, once we get that down and know it's the will of God, it'll be harder for the devil to shake the leader or the volunteer when trials or tests or or personality differences try to come in. No two people are the same. You are committed to each other. You know God put you together, and you're not going to let the devil divide you. But, you know, some people just won't pass that test. You know, they'll want to step down, and and some even uh, leave the church. However, if God has placed you together, it is not the will of God for separation to occur. You know, we should remember what Jesus said in five, uh, in Matthew 5, 37. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. You know, God is not like some people who just constantly changing their minds, telling you one thing one day and a different thing the next day. If today he tells you to enter into a working relationship with a person, he's not going to, you know, uh, tell you tomorrow, oops, I made a mistake. I, I was wrong. I really don't want to work with this person after all. You know, many times volunteers or leaders can have an unrealistic view of ministry and pastors. You know, we need to make sure they understand, you know, all positions are filled with human beings and human beings make mistakes. We're not perfect. You know, in Psalms 103, 14, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. God reminds us that we are, uh, you know, we're from dust and that we live in a, a what? A flesh body. So it's important that we know that, but it's also important that they know that. A pastor friend of mine, Jim Herring, said when he went to Rhema Bible College, he would see Brother Hagen minister the word and it would just feed his spirit just watching him. You know, he, he would watch him, you know, respond to the Holy Spirit and move in the supernatural. And so, he had an image of uh, Brother Hagen that you know, that he just prayed day and night all the time, you know. But one day he heard that Brother Hagen really enjoyed watching sports on TV. He then realized that Brother Hagen is just a man just like him, you know, who enjoyed watching sports on TV. See, if we are not careful, we will place expectation on others that we don't place on ourselves. And here, the Bible's full of God's chosen men you know, that were made from dust. Look at Abraham. Abraham was called the father of faith, but he disobeyed God and he took Lot with him. You know, he slept with a concubine. Then he told his wife a lie. You know, Moses was called a prophet of God, but he resisted the call of God. He struck the rock, you know, when God told him not to. You know, he became angry with the children of Israel and called them a bunch of rebels. You know, David was a, a man after God's own heart. But we know all about him in Bathsheba. You know, he took another man's wife and he had, you know, he had him killed. 
You know, Elijah was a powerful prophet, you know, who challenged the prophets of Baal. You know, he called fire down from heaven, but he also ran in fear when Jezebel, you know, threatened him. And look at Peter. You know, he preached on the day of Pentecost, got thousands saved, but Peter also cut the ear off a soldier, denied Christ. Paul and Barnabas, you know, two mighty men of God, but they fought over John Mark. See, volunteers can have an unrealistic expectation of leaders, but as leaders, we can have an unrealistic expectation of team members. You know, all these men mentioned previously, you know, they made mistakes, but God looked at their heart. See, the heart takes the place over gifts, over your talents, over education, over everything else. You know, the heart's always the issue with God. You know, that's that's why, you know, he's often chosen people with less less experience, less education, you know, that 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 may were maybe were less impressive than others. You know, we had a praise and worship team in the past that uh, was loaded with talent, talented musicians and singers. But over time, some of that talent had moved on, you know, leaving our uh, our team, you know, not as talent, but they put their whole heart into it. Therefore, the anointing was so much stronger. You know, I like to relate it to sports. In football, you know, when you're recruited, there is a ranking system. There's a five-star player, a four-star player, three-star player on down. A five-star player being, you know, the top. But there are a lot of players with less stars, you know, who play with all their heart and ability that makes them equivalent to a five-star player. See, a five-star player may only rely on his athletic ability to play the game and not his heart. I don't know about you, but I want a person whose heart is in it and it gives it all for God. And, you know, I'll, I'll take the anointing any day over talent. Now, listen, here are some things to consider. Is the timing right? Do they submit to authority? How is their home life? Do they have good people skills? Are they confident in their calling? You know, you may re- recognize that uh, someone has a calling for a certain position, but you still have to ask, is it the right time? There are many times, you know, we thought a person was ready for a position, you know, only later to, to see attitudes and behaviors that should have been dealt with first. You know, all of us need to constantly work, you know, to improve our attitudes. However, there are certain you know negative attitudes that you may see in a person that that should serve as a warning sign. You know when you see these warning signs, you know we need to slow down, back up, you know, take a little bit more time, you know, before putting that person, you know, that person in a, a volunteer position. Negative attitudes see can lead to behavior that that hurt the entire team, you know, even the entire church. You know, here here are some, you know, examples of that. Rebellion to authority, serving only when it's convenient, constantly inconveniencing others by being late or tardy for meetings, not being able to get along with other people, sitting and watching while others serve and do all the work. See, the truth is in the fruit. You know, in Matthew 7, 16 through 20, It says, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, 
but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. See, Jesus taught us that. He taught us that a good tree will bring you know, good fruit. A corrupt tree will bring corrupt fruit. So the fruit never lies. But here's the problem. Many people, are they get so focused on the tree instead of looking at the fruit that the tree produces. You know, imagine this tall, impressive, stout, strong, good-looking tree. However, it may produce a deadly fruit. You know, maybe the tree can sing good, but will it submit to authority? You know, maybe the, the tree can show off its beauty, but lies. You know, maybe the tree is charismatic, but arrogant and unteachable. You know, maybe a good tree, it might be a good tree, but, you know, it hasn't had enough time, you know, to produce a good fruit. See, it takes time, you know, for the fruit to grow. You know, if you pick a, a fruit too early, it's, it's going to leave a sour taste in your mouth. You know, take a apples, for example. If you pick a good-looking apple too early, it's going to, you know, taste sour and bitter. See, time means everything when picking a fruit. And it's the same way with people. The, the fruit can look good, but it has to be ripe. Remember, you, you know, you can be called and not ready. And sometimes, you know, we can pick people before they are ripe. You know, they may have the appearance, you know, the appearance, the looks, and have all the great qualities. But just like that good looking apple, you know, they have to, it has to be the right time. You know, if you pull someone off the pew and you just plop them in a leadership position, you know, before he or she is right, you're going to end up with a bitter taste. You know, here's some uh, things to consider as I close. Remember to ask these questions. Is this person ready for leadership? Is this person ready for promotion? Is this person ready for a committed relationship? And then ask yourself, Am I ready? So it's important to remember, you know, that we all have room to improve. You know, none of us have ever arrived. You know, we all can grow. We all can develop regardless of our age, regardless of our spiritual education or how many years, you know, we've been in the ministry. But it sure pays off in the long run when we go by God's timing and not ours. You know, with these few, you know, suggestions, I hope you'll be well on your way to making sound decisions when selecting leaders and volunteers for your ministry. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.